Hi guys, this is Alana Terry. Welcome to the Successful Writer Show. This is episode number 50. So I'm really excited to have you here. Thanks for being with me through almost a full year of podcasting and recording. Happy 2020. I'm going to be spending some time going over some of the different streams of income. That's going to be the main topic of our episode today. And I hope that by sharing some of what I'm doing behind the scenes, and I'm going to go into some of my end of the year numbers from 2019, can give you some ideas of streams of income that you might not be utilizing yet that you might decide to utilize this coming year. So first, a just quick personal update. I spent a lot of time in December and early January doing some edits. I got a new novella series knocked out that felt really good. My biggest hardship, one of my struggles at the end of 2019 was finishing all the projects that I had sorted. And I still was writing a lot of fiction, but not editing it, not getting it ready for publication. And so it felt really good to wrap up a lot of novellas. I finished a six book novella series and also edits for another standalone suspense novel. So I feel really, really good about that, which is why now I'm giving my fiction brain a tiny bit of a break and doing more shows like this with you guys. So looking at some of my 2019 numbers, I'm going to be sharing with these again, just so that you can kind of see what's going on by this, behind the scenes, see what's been working for me, why I have things set up the way I'm doing it. Our emphasis for today's episode is really going to be about multiple streams of income. First of all, I know that a lot of people listening are authors whose books are in KU, and I'm not going to bash that, right? I think that there are plenty of good reasons to be in Kindle Unlimited and be exclusive to Amazon, but there are still ways that you could be a KU author and still have multiple streams of income. Things like paperback versions, large print versions. I'm going to talk a lot about multi-author bundles. Those have made a decent amount of my revenue. Lots of ways that you can still make use of KU and have multiple streams of income. So first off, why is it important? Why do we care about having more than one stream of income? Why should that matter? Basically, it's so that if one thing changes, you still have income coming in from other sources. So this is why a lot of authors end up having kind of a side job doing author services. I know a lot of authors who are also making money not just from their book sales, but from editing for other authors or doing cover design for other authors. I teach ads and marketing to other authors. So there are ways that you can use the skills that you've gained as an author. That's one idea for multiple streams of income. And that way, if you have a low book sales month, then you still have income coming in from other areas. And that is especially important, I think, for us as creatives, not just from the financial standpoint, but from the fact that we don't want to have to rush our art. I do think there's time to be disciplined. There's time to just show up and do the work. But sometimes we do need to sit back, let creativity take its time. Every once in a while, we need to take time off, take a step back. And that's harder to do when you feel a lot of pressure to have your books be your only source of income. So we've talked some about these, I guess you could call them like parallel jobs, you know, editing, book cover design. I think all these are great options. Now let's also talk though about streams of income that come from our specific books. So if you have an ebook version of your book, I highly recommend that you also get that in 
paperback. You can do that just through Amazon. Although I also go through Ingram Spark for my paperbacks and that's the way they get into bookstores and things like that. But for sure, it's a good idea to have paperback versions. I've also started doing some large print versions. I don't have data well enough yet to know if that's a really uh, good extra source of income, but it's not going to hurt for sure. Another great source of income for me in 2019 was audiobook sales. This takes more money up front if you're hiring a narrator, but for sure something to just keep in the back of your mind or in the forefront of your mind, or if you've been on the fence, audio readers are really picking up. The growth in the audiobook industry in terms of people who are listening to audiobooks is like in the um, multiple tens, you know, so it's like 30% growth or 40% growth from year to year. It's, it's huge rapid growth and ebook sales are actually taking a tiny bit of a dip. Um, some people believe that's because people spend so much time on screens that they want to go back to print books, which is another reason for having books in print. And a lot of it is because so many readers are turning to audio. So the three major formats that we can talk about for multiple streams of income for book formats are the ebooks, paperbacks, and audiobooks. That's a good place to start. So just from Amazon sales for me, in 2019, 80% of my income from Amazon came from ebook sales, and about 10% came from paperback sales, and 10% came from Audible sales. And so that's a decent spread. Another thing that I'm trying to do is to gain more readers outside of the U.S. In 2019, of my Amazon sales, 95% of my money came from the Amazon.com store. And I would love to see stores like Canada and Australia, some of those stores I would love to see them pick up. Because then again, if U.S. readers take a hit, I know a lot of people in the last election year the last presidential election year saw a huge drop in book sales because a lot of readers were just distracted, things like that. And so if you can get into some international markets, that's a really nice way, again, to have these multiple streams. Now, I haven't done that amazing yet. Like I said, 95% of my sales on Amazon were from the dot-com, but I'm trying to reach out to these other markets as just another source of revenue. So speaking of other sources of revenue, most of you, if you've been listening to this show for very long, know that I am wide. So my books are in stores like Kobo and Nook and Apple and all the library distribution tools like Hoopla and Overdrive, all of these things. And so that is another really nice additional source of income for me. So in 2019, about 40% of my income came from outside of Amazon, which is really nice. These were things like the stores I just mentioned. These are also audiobook sales through Findaway Voices, which again distributes to libraries and all other places. So if something happens with your Amazon account, for example, I had a little bit of drama a few weeks ago where Walmart had ordered my paperback books and was pricing them at a price that Amazon thought was not competitive. And so Amazon got mad at me and said, hey, you need to make Walmart raise their prices. And I don't have a relationship with Walmart. They're getting my books from Ingram Spark. So I can't call up Walmart and say, hey, can you raise the price of my books or something? That's just silly. And Amazon knows this. It was, it was very silly. But things happen. People can get in trouble with Amazon for various reasons. And so in my mind, it's peace of mind knowing that I'm not relying just on one 
retailer in order to make my income. Same thing with ads. So last fall, Facebook ads were not working well for me. I'm so happy to report that now they're doing even better than they were in the summer and early fall. So it was a couple months, so about two months, where they weren't working well, about six weeks where I totally turned them off. And my income took a big, big hit from that. Thankfully, I also advertise through Amazon. I advertise with BookBub Click Ads. So there were other sources of advertising that can help. So it's another reason not to rely on just one retailer and also not one advertising option, right? Like I know in the online marketing world, a lot of people were building these very elaborate messenger bots with Facebook where you send a message and you know you can market to people in Messenger basically. And maybe a year ago, I forget all the details, Facebook just changed some rules. And so now that's not nearly as viable of an option. So another way to just keep yourself insulated is to not just rely on one marketing strategy, right? This is what happens to people who three years ago were depending on Facebook page followers in order, you know, if you had a page follower and you announced a new book, you kind of expected Facebook to just share that with your followers and then they change their algorithm. So it's really nice to not just be dependent on one marketing method. So my ad spend breakdown this past year in 2019, it was about 55% Amazon had about 45% Facebook ads. I spent a little bit with BookBub click ads and things like that, but that was pretty insignificant. On the other platforms, you know, I'm regularly spending several thousand a month with BookBub or other things. It might just be, you know, 200 here or there. And I want to point out, that's not where I started. When I started click ads. It was only in 2017, if I remember right. So it's not like I've been doing this for decades or anything. And, you know, like my first month, I probably just spent, you know, one or $200 on ads and have been scaling up ever since. So don't listen to those numbers and feel overwhelmed or, or anything like that. And I certainly know that I'm not the biggest spender, right? There are people spending half a million a year on ads or things like that. So wherever you are at, in your ad journey, just be thinking about some of these things like, am I relying too much on one vendor? Am I relying too much on one marketing strategy? And see if there are things you could do to branch out. Some authors are relying on Patreon or direct sales, where they're having more of a direct relationship with their readers, which I think is awesome. I haven't done a ton of this yet, but I do have a couple hundred dollars coming in through Patreon each month. And the really cool thing is that that money is set up as a fundraiser that goes directly to an organization called Liberty in North Korea. And so I've sent emails out to my newsletter subscribers when they sign up to Patreon. It's as low as $3 a month and they get a monthly ebook. They get new releases when they come out. But the really cool thing is that that money is going directly to Liberty in North Korea and it, it makes them feel like they're part of something a lot bigger. So that's something to think about. I know some people are using BookFunnel to send um books that people pay for so like you can set up a paypal button people can buy a download of your book for some people i think it works really well i think in certain genres my readers tends to not be quite um as tech savvy my readers tend to fall on like you know 40 plus in terms of readership i've got a lot of readers in their 70s and 80s so i don't want to 
make things even more confusing, I guess I should say. But if you have a really young readership and especially like a very engaged kind of niche market, I feel like doing direct sales might be a really good way to go or something like a Patreon page or things like that. And again, that's just one more revenue stream that's going to insulate you from all these ebb and flows. And what that's going to do is really free up your creativity so that you can focus on your writing and the joy of writing and the art of writing without having to have your business hat on every time you show up to work on your first draft. We need our business hats on. I hope you guys know that, right? If you listen to me, I talk a lot about marketing, but when it comes time to be creative, it's really nice to just forget about dollars and cents and we can insulate ourselves from some of that financial stress when we have some of these multiple streams of income. So that's it for today. Hopefully you had an amazing 2019 and are gearing up for a great 2020 and we'll talk to you soon.